Welcome to the Loving Your Husband Before You Even Have One podcast. My name's Kim, and I'm here with my co-host, Adrian, and we are so glad you've chosen to spend some time with us today. We will be discussing choices you can make while you're single that will help you flourish in these single years and increase your odds for an enjoyable, lasting marriage later. It's kind of like you're loving your husband before you even have one. Our topic today is a juicy one. Oh boy. (laughs) (laughs) We are going to be talking about gossip. And that's something that most of us struggle with, myself included. And we are excited to grow in our character because if we're going to thrive as a single woman, we really need to continue growing in our character, even as a married woman. I'm not a single woman. I'm married, but I want to continue growing in our character. Mm, I'm right there with you, Kim. I need to grow in this area as well, and I'm really excited for our guest. <laughs> Me too. Her name is Sam, and she gave a talk um, a few was it last summer or a few summers ago about gossip and to college students, and I just thought it was so good. Kim thought it was so good, and so we're having her on the podcast today to talk about gossip. Sam, welcome. Welcome, Sam. We're so glad you're here. We were talking about you before um, we started recording, and we were like, if you were going to have a get-together, Sam is the type of girl you would want Sam at your party because she's so fun and funny, and she's just the life of the party when she shows up. Oh, yeah. Sam, I feel like you're like that undercover, like funniest person I know. Like in a group text, you always know Sam's going to come back with something absolutely <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> You guys are giving me way too much credit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're glad you're here, and we're so glad that our listeners are going to get a chance to hear from you as well. Okay, so before we spill all the tea on gossip, we want our listeners to learn a little bit more about you. I know you just went to a wedding this past weekend for one of your best friends. How was that? It was so fun. Um, Yeah, what's funny is this is the um, fifth wedding that I've been in in the last seven months. So it's just the year of weddings. But it's so fun. Like genuinely, if celebrating your friends could be a hobby, it would be one of mine. Like it's so fun for me. And so, yeah, I just got back from wedding. It was so fun. Happy to be back in Tucson though. I love it. And I'm sure you're reunited with your dog, Bear, who yes. you love probably more than anyone, I might say. <laughs> Tell us about Bear. Tell us more about Bear. So Bear, so some people get dogs to be like an emotional support animal, but most people say that I am actually bear's emotional support animal. Um, so if that tells you anything about bear, he is sweet, a little anxious, um, but so cute. I love it. Wish bear could join us on the podcast. I know know. we might have to post a picture of bear (laughs) so people can see him. I love it. But Sam, you work with students at the university of Arizona in Tucson and you love live music and you are very, very outdoorsy. Lots of hiking and camping. It seems like on your feed, it's all hiking and camping. and Yeah, I mean, that's what it's boiled down to. Concerts and camping. <laughs> <laughs> we, love, we love the seas. <laughs> okay, so what motivates you, Sam, to talk about gossip? Like why even, you know, share with college students about gossip? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. I feel like there's a few reasons, but I mean, first and foremost, like, it's just not talked about enough. Like 
we gossip a lot. We don't talk about gossip a lot. And so, um, yeah, it's just become such a normal thing that we, and even me included are just so desensitized by it. Um, like I bet that everyone here could say that they've been hurt by gossip or that they've hurt someone by gossiping. Um, and so it needs to be talked about. Um, so that's the first thing. I think the second thing is, uh, this is an area that God has seriously transformed my heart. Um, in over the last five or six years for my whole life, honestly, until the end of college, like I just didn't even think twice about gossip. Uh, it was a way for me to feel valued, included, important, affirmed, which were all really important to me. Um, and honestly, it was just fun. Like it felt fun for me to have a piece of information that other people didn't know and get to be the one to share that with somebody. And so as I was learning God's opinion on gossip, um, that, that fun, exhilarating feeling was still there, like with a lot of sin, but it was now backed with this icky feeling of like, I really shouldn't have said that. Um, and that, that's conviction. It's like, I was learning God's opinion on it. And I was realizing like, I really shouldn't have said that. I really shouldn't have done that. Um, and I just am excited to talk about it because it's something that I want to continue growing in. Um, yes, I've grown some in this over the last few years, but I'll just preface by saying that I'm far from perfect in this area. So even getting to think about this more and talk about this with you guys has been incredibly convicting for me. Um, so I'm just super excited to, to get to be on here and talk about this with you guys today. Well, thanks for being here. I feel like we need to describe or define what we mean by gossip. Yeah. Like, what do you think of when you think of the word gossip, Adrian? I feel like you always think about just the negative things associated with gossip, like saying something bad about somebody else. But I think gossip goes even beyond that. Like you said earlier, Sam, is being the first to tell someone else's news. And I think that mm. also is enwrapped in go gossip because it's not you. It's something about something you're saying about someone else. Ooh, that's good. That's good. It's um, not only just saying the bad things about people, but it's the first to tell someone else's news. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Very good. I was doing um, some Bible study the other day, and the word gossip kind of popped up in my thing, and I looked up what the Greek word for gossip was, and I thought it was really interesting. And it, it says it describes an evil tongue which secretly conveys information, whether true or false, and it's detrimental to the character or welfare of others. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that was really interesting. Sam, what would you, how would you define the word gossip? Yeah, you know— thinking about that, it's kind of hard to define. It's almost like defining the word the, it's like, it's just <laughs> gossip is just gossip. You know, it's like, yeah. how do you define it? But I, I feel like one of the better definitions I've heard, which is more of like a Webster's dictionary definition is just like idle talk about personal or private matters about someone when they're not there. So really mm -hmm. it's just like talking about someone behind their back, um, whether it's good or bad. Um, I don't know. I kind of like that. I like that it said idle talk because it seems to be our default. Like when we're not doing anything, when we're idle, we just default to gossip. It's easy. Um, whether we're scrolling on Instagram or watching the news or whatever, it's like, oh my gosh, did you hear this? Or did you see this? It's just our default. Mm. Oh, wow. That's convicting. Yeah. I'm definitely one that when I get in those idle scenarios, I'm just like, man, I can just run and gossip in the tongue, just start speaking. And it's not nice. It's not uplifting to others. And so I'm really glad that we get to talk about this and, you know, get out of scenarios where we are just running into that idle talk. 
Oh, yeah. And and for all of us and those out there listening, don't turn us off yet because there's hope. We're going <laughs> to grow in this area. We are going to learn. I'm sweating. You know, I bet you're sweating. We're all growing. But let's just we, let's learn what we can, because if you can be a woman who doesn't gossip, you will set yourself apart. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there was a girl that I met on a campus one time and I was asking about her and I said, oh, do you know Cindy? And almost everybody I ever met that knew her, the first thing out of their mouth, they were like, you know what? Cindy doesn't say anything bad about anybody. Mm-hmm. And that's the reputation that she had and it just set her apart and she honored christ very well because if you can control your tongue you're it'll set you apart and so let's press through and let's grow in this area Mm, let's go okay sam i've heard you use this phrase before and so i want you to kind of speak more into this but you you know phrase you use the phrase gossip in disguise what do you mean by that yeah so gossip in disguise the thing about gossip is that we can get real sneaky with how we do it. Like you can almost feel like it's not even gossip. Um, and so when I talk about this, there's certain phrases that come to mind. Uh, and as I say these, it's like, we've probably all said these phrases or even heard them honestly in like the last seven days, like they're that common. Um, and so some of these phrases I think of when I think of gossip in disguise is, uh, okay, well, Adrian, you were a G5 at OSU, right? Oh, you, but you know, if you throw and stay in there, <laughs> oh, <Uh-oh. no. laughs> it's okay. I won't gossip about you after this. <laughs> okay. So G5 OU. So imagine that you were getting kicked out of G5 OU for some reason that, that really was no one else's business. Um, I'm just going to use that to tack onto the end of these phrases. And so some of these disguised gossip phrases could be, did you hear that Adrian is getting kicked out of G5? Or she's really sweet, but Adrian's getting kicked out of G5. Or you can't tell anyone else this, but guys, Adrian's getting kicked out of G5. Uh, this next one's a personal favorite because um, once you hear it, you can't unhear it that it's gossip in disguise. But we should really pray for her because Adrian's getting kicked out of G5. Uh, and the last one is a classic of, I would totally say this to her face, but guys, Adrian's getting kicked out of G5. Uh, so those are like some phrases where we can just disguise gossip behind something that we feel justified in saying. Um, and I would even add on that of some words to watch out for our, our venting and processing, because sometimes we use those as like, a, oh, but we're just, vent- I'm just venting to you. I'm just processing this. But really what you're doing is gossiping. Like I'm an external processor, you know, I mean, I've heard, you know, I've said that I've heard people say that's like, I just, I just need to process out loud. Yeah. Or like, Hey, you know, we're holding each other accountable in a lot of areas. This is like a safe place. So I'm just going to like vent and open up and share all this. And it's yeah. like, no, that that's still gossip. Even if it is a safe place, even if it is a friend that you trust. If or it, even a spouse, yeah. I mean, like even with Sean, I have to be careful about things I say, you know, just because we're husband and wife doesn't make it, you know, it's still gossip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true. And I think a way of, cause, cause processing can be really healthy. It's like, if you have like a trusted friend or a mentor, uh, but I think a way to avoid it becoming gossip is just leaving people's names out of it. Um, you know, if you're trying to process something with someone, 
names and even like descriptions because you could say like oh my roommate that's my best friend yeah she's just driving me nuts and it's like we all know who you're talking about so just like (laughs) protecting their their identity without revealing who it is like you can do that in a healthy way without gossiping but I think nine times out of ten we end up gossiping when we say that we're venting or we're processing Mm, wow that's That's good good, I'm sweating (laughs) I know. I'm like, man, I need have some combos I need to have with some friends and just apologize. So yeah. Okay. Well, let's jump in and keep diving into this topic. Let's talk about what the Bible says about gossip. Why does God not want us to gossip? I've been thinking a little bit about Ephesians 4.29. I've been memorizing that with one of my boys um, because it's something I want to continue to grow into, but it says, don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up. Um, that it may benefit those who listen. I can't say it with people staring at me. Um, did I get it right? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. But anyway, that just that no unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. I thought of that verse. Yeah, that one's really good. I I feel like that's kind of my go-to when it comes to gossip of just like, there's no uh, wholesome gossip, I would say. So <laughs> most of it is unwholesome. Um, so I think of Ephesians 4.29. I also think of Romans 1 uh, 29 and 30 that, that lumps gossip into a list of other sins that, that we all know of like envy and murder and strife and deceit. Um, like God views gossip as a sin. And so it's lumped into these other big sins, but, but we, like I said earlier, we become so desensitized to gossip that we don't view it as that. And so I think that one is always really convicting for me of just like, well, God views sin as sin and gossip is a sin. And so that's why he wants us to not gossip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking too to jump on off of that. The Bible talks about it in you know many places. We're already you know sharing verses here and there, and then I just think of James as like a whole chapter on your tongue and just how destructive your tongue can be. And you think about it, you're like, my tongue is so little. Like I go throughout my day not even thinking about what my tongue does, but that is how I talk, and that has the power to build someone up or destroy someone. Like you were saying, that unwholesome talk, Kim. And so I'm just really glad that we are talking about that today because the tongue is powerful, and God cares about gossip. It is a sin. And so let's dive in. Yeah, let's dive in. Why do we gossip? I mean, why Why is it, why is it like you use the word fun, you know, it, it, why do we, why do we do it? I mean, I, you know, as I sit there and think about myself and the words I say, you know, why, why do I want to gossip about other people? That's a really good question. I feel like there is probably a lot of reasons. I think my first thought is, uh, and I hate to admit it because I'm guilty of it too, but it kind of feeds our pride. Like it becomes this self-esteem boost of, It makes me feel better when I talk about this person who's done this thing that I didn't do, or we feel justified because this person has hurt us before. So of course we can talk about it or we feel important or we feel approved of. Um, Honestly, I feel like with me in in college, especially, I felt really bonded to my friends when I would share share information with them. It made me feel close to people. Um, And kind of going off of the fun ideas, sometimes it was just entertaining. Like, why do we, why do we watch e-news? Why do we watch inter- entertainment, things like that? Cause it's entertaining to us. And it's like, gossip can be that it can be entertaining. Um, even if it's, you know, 
terrible. <laughs> I think one of the best ways I've actually ever heard this described of why we gossip um, comes from Proverbs 18.8. This says that the words of a gossip are like choice morsels. They go down to the inmost parts. So I like picture that and I'm picturing this crumble cookie sitting in front of me. Have you guys ever had crumble? Yes. Mm -hmm. Love crumble cookies. (laughs) I mean, I think it's like cream of the crop when it comes to cookies and junk food. So I like, I read this verse and I picture this crumble cookie sitting in front of me and it tastes so incredibly good. The calorie count is just higher than I would even care to share with you guys. And and I, I I sit there and I eat it because I'm like, oh, it tastes so good, but it's like any junk food. Why are, why are the best foods in the world the worst for you? So it's like, if I decided to indulge in a lifestyle of only eating crumble cookies, like it would show, I would be very unhealthy and you could see it. Um, like this verse is saying, it's like a choice morsel. Crumble cookie is a choice morsel to me. But if I, if I only ate crumble cookies, it would go down into the inmost parts. It would see like my body would store that fat in places that you would see it. And this verse is saying that gossip is the same way. Gossip is like, you know, your favorite guilty pleasure junk food. But when it's saying it goes down into the inmost parts, uh, it's talking about your heart. Like it goes deep down into the heart and it hangs on. Um, You don't physically see that. You're not going to like physically gain a bunch of weight from it, but you're going to have this like spiritual weight. So just like eating a bunch of junk food will make us physically unhealthy indulging in a bunch of gossip will make us very spiritually unhealthy because it, it does, it poisons you kind of at the deepest level in your heart. So the more you indulge in it, the more you intake it, the deeper it'll go. And, and it just hangs around. Um, and so I heard someone explain it that way before. And I was like, wow, like gossip is like junk food. It's addicting. It's fun. It tastes good. It's like exhilarating, but it, it hangs on to you. Um, and you see the effects go well beyond just that conversation. That is a great illustration. You know, it's funny. I just had my first crumble cookie not long ago. Um, and so they're very decadent. decadent. Um, but when you talk about gossip going down into our hearts, you know, does it, because a lot of times we think gossip hurts another person and it does, it, it damages their character Um but it also, what I hear you saying and what I've just experienced myself and observed in others is that it, it's detrimental to your own self, too. And one, uh, one friend I'm, I was hanging out with one day mentioned that gossip says more about you than it says about the person you're talking about. And I just thought, wow, that was really good because it does. It reveals more about your own character than it does about someone else's character. Well said, guys. And it just, yeah, like you guys are saying, I just want to reiterate because the Bible reiterates too. It affects everything about your life. It's not just this small part of your life that, you know, well, you know, here I am, but like gossip is just like a small part of me and doesn't influence other things. Uh, James 3 talks about um, the tongue specifically and compares it to a horse and you put a um, a bit into his mouth so that you can control it and have it move wherever it moves. And um, does another illustration where it says, look at the ships also. They are so large and driven by strong winds, yet they are guided by a very small rudder on the ship. And um, that's at the will of where the pilot directs. So a tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. That's James 3, 5. And so I'm glad that we're talking about the tongue because it affects every other aspect of our life, even though it is such a small thing. Yeah. And, you know, as as women, I think women probably struggle more with gossip than men. But I think, you know, any weakness is a strength taken to extreme. 
And, you know, this is just um, something that popped in my head. But Adrian, you know, when you were talking about Sam earlier, it's like if she's in a tech, she always comes up with a funny thing to say. And, you know, and you were saying, Sam, that, um, you know, in your early days um, that you were, I mean, you had a lot of fun and you were really good at it. But, you know, you've got this gift of being able to communicate well with people and think of, uh, you know, real uh, witty things to say and be funny. Um, but now it's kind of under God's control. And so we see the good side of it, but it can be taken to an extreme and can be a negative thing. And so, you know, people who are very indulgent in gossip, I mean, it may be that, um, that God has gifted them in a very positive way to be able to use their speech for good, but it's being twisted and use, being used for bad. Does that make mm. sense? Yeah, no, that makes sense. I think that is very true of just a lot of gifts, but I'm glad that we're talking about the tongue specifically. What a what a really good challenge. Okay, so what are some of the consequences of gossip? Yeah, that's good. The first thing I think of is just that it, it loses trust. Like it, it loses trust every every single time. Um, I don't think you're ever going to gossip to someone and gain someone's trust. Um, it talks about that in, in one of the Proverbs. It's talking about how it... Um, yeah, it breaks confidence. It, it, it can um, separate even the closest of friends. And so, yeah, I think that that is probably one of the biggest consequences of gossip is that it, it you lose trust, you lose credibility with that. Um, if you're trying to like help other people grow in certain areas, like you lose your witness there um, because if they can't trust you in this area, what makes you think they can trust you in another area? Um, and so... Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. It hurts your character because it's like your integrity goes down. Um, no one wants to be the person that people have to tiptoe around of like, I don't know what I should share with that person because are they just going to go tell someone else? Um, and so, yeah, yeah, you lose trust. Yeah, when we were talking about this topic the other day, Adrian, you said something that was just really insightful too. It's like when you, you know, when someone gossips that... Um, or maybe it was you, Sam, when we were kind of talking about the. Any, anyway, someone said it. It was one of you. Um, but like when you gossip, you, um, you know, if someone's going to gossip to you, they're more than likely going to gossip about you another time. And so that just really flavors just who you are as a person and in, in your character. And, um, and like, you know, the illustration I use with this young woman, Cindy, that she established herself as a person that people knew that she didn't say bad things about people. Mm -hmm. I mean, she just, in, in any situation across the board, she just only said positive things about people. Mm, well said. And if someone like is gossiping to you about somebody else, I know I've been in those scenarios and I think differently about the person they're gossiping about. And so that's even affecting my friendship or a future friendship mm -hmm. with somebody else because I've received someone's opinion of somebody else um, and probably a negative light. And so I think that's really important too because Boy, that's good, we're not giving other people opportunities to get to know that person. We're going off of somebody else's opinion of them. Yeah. Boy, that's good. Okay. Well, let's talk about this. How can we fight the urge to gossip in our hearts? Because that's where it starts. Because I think it's um, it's either Matthew 12, 34 or Mark 12, 34. This is out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So how can we fight the urge to gossip in our yeah, hearts? That's a, that's a good question. And I think it's good, too, to like set the stage that 
gossip is a heart issue. Like you said, um, it's not just a self-control or discipline issue. Like it, it starts in the heart. Um, and so I think knowing that can give you some more practical ways to, to fight the urge. And so I know this sounds like the cliche answer, but I think one of the best things we can do is to pray. Um, it's to pray that, um, yeah, that God would, would, uh, take away that temptation. Um, he, he's probably never going to like fully remove it. I think we're always going to be tempted to do that, especially because of the culture around us. But, um, yeah, pray that God would, um, yeah, use the Holy spirit to, to help you restrain your tongue. Um, and just ask God for help because as many times as you're going to say, I, I will never gossip again, you probably will. Um, and so just ask God for his help. We can't do that. Um, on our own. And so I'd say the first thing is just pray. Um, I think another important thing is just surround yourself with people who also don't gossip. Um, I remember this was like, right as I was starting to, to grow my faith, to grow my faith, I had, uh, kind of a sailor's mouth and, um, I went to this summer program where I was learning how to grow in my faith and no one else around me was cussing. And I, I stopped cussing fast because I stood out because I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Um, and so I was surrounded by people who like had a really good, you know, restraint on their tongue. And I feel like I learned quickly how to do that. And so I think, I think it's the same with gossip. If you surround yourself with people who don't gossip, you're naturally going to feel a little more out of place if you are gossiping because no one else is doing it. Uh, I think the third thing that, um, we can do to, to fight the urge is to memorize some of these scriptures that we've been talking about. Like you said, um, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so if what's in your heart is these scriptures, um, that are fighting against gossip, then that's probably what's either going to come out of your mouth or not come out of your mouth if it, if it was going to be gossip. And so, yeah, I think praying, surrounding yourself with people who aren't going to gossip and memorize some, memorize some of these scriptures we've talked about, um, it's not going to solve the issue altogether, but I think it's going to help you be able to fight in those moments where you're choosing, do I gossip? Do I not? Mm. Well said. Everything that you're saying, Sam, I'm thinking about the podcast we just posted a few days ago uh, with my husband, Dave, talking about um, purity and boundaries and fleeing those situations. And uh, we shared a funny story where there was one time where Dave just told me to leave and uh, to get up because it was just compromising um, both of ours purity. And so I think about those situations just with gossip, like, would I just get up and leave a situation that, you know, there's just gossip being portrayed? Like, will I just exit myself? Will I remove myself um, from this conversation or will I just sit there and partake in it? So this is just really challenging for me because I think I can apply some of those same things that we talked about of, I I need to flee. Um, if the tongue is that controlling and if I really need to tame it, there's just some times where I, I just might need to leave. And, you know, there was a guy um, involved with our ministry years ago, and he had the reputation that he would always just quietly excuse himself if the conversation went, um, you know, south. And uh, but he he didn't make a big deal. Mm-hmm. He, he wasn't judgmental. He just he would just kind of excuse himself, and he had that reputation. And so you know, I would just be mortified if I was in a conversation or something, and he just kind of <laughs> excused himself. But let's talk about this because this is a, this is very, um, this is what everybody faces. You know, I think sometimes we just keep our mouth shut because we don't want to say anything to, you know, make people feel judged or anything. But yet we've got this little war going on in our hearts. Um, you know, one thing is we can do is to flee a situation, but I think there are times that we can 
say something. Like I've been in conversations before with some of my my friends who are pursuing after a relationship with God, and they we had this little catchphrase like, "Oh look, it's four twenty nine. You know, just kind of like looking at their watch as just a reminder. You know, remember Ephesians four twenty nine. And so I would be like, "Oh my goodness, yes, okay." Four, uh, yes, it is 429. Look at that, you know. <laughs> and so it just was kind of a, a fun, lighthearted way to just stick an arrow in my heart <laughs> and convict me. Um, but we just kind of had that among ourselves because sometimes, you know, you're in a conversation with friends and uh, we just need people to kind of help us. So do you have any insights into that, Sam? Yeah, there's multiple ways you can like escape those situations. Obviously, you can like flee altogether. You can get up and leave. Um, I think you could change the subject, you know, and not make it like it doesn't have to be abrasive or weird or awkward. Like you can someone could say, hey, like, did you hear that? You know, Adrian's getting kicked out of G5 and you're, you could just be like, oh, no, I actually didn't hear that. What are you guys doing tonight? Like we should go grab dinner, um, you know, just like a very normal subject change. And if, if you make that normal for yourself, if you just divert from gossip, people will start to pick up on that. And they're going to stop gossiping around you because they're going to know that about you of like, Hey, she doesn't, she just doesn't do that. And I think our fear in doing that is that people are going to think that we're weird or judgmental or abrasive. Uh, but actually in the long run, I think people respect you a lot for that. Um, and you become someone that they can trust because you don't even engage in that. Um, so I think you can change the subject. I think also one of the hardest things you can do, but maybe one of the more Christ-like things you can do is to just defend the absent party. You know, if they're talking about someone, it's like, you know, someone's like, Hey, Adrian's getting kicked out of G5. Like, did you hear about that? You know, it, it could be hard, but you could say, Oh no, like I haven't heard that, but I kind of think your feelings would be hurt if we were talking about that. Can we just maybe not talk about that and then just move on? Like, it doesn't have to be super weird. There's ways you can do that. And again, the more you do it, the more people will understand that and learn that. And honestly, people might pick that up from you um, and start doing the same thing. And so, yeah, I think there are ways to escape it. Um, that doesn't have to be just like harsh and, <laughs> uh, yeah. and whatever. So yeah, I think changing the subject, even defending the absent party, if, if you have the courage to do it, I think that it can be really helpful. Okay. And just to add into that, if, if, if I could, you know, there are two sides to every story, you know, and I mean, it's just the older I get, the more I realize, you know what, there are two sides to every story. And it's just really important to hear both sides. And it's even giving, you know, um, just bringing that up. It's like, y'all, there are two sides to every story. Let's just wait and, you know, see what she says, you know, instead of, you know, just that just that reminder, hey, this is just one side. This is just one side. All right, I want to ask this question. So let's say we leave a situation and we later realize that we have gossiped. What should we do? Good question. Yeah, um, now I'm sweating um, because I think this is probably the the hardest part um, is backtracking. And so, yeah, if we leave a situation and we're like, mm, I shouldn't have said that, like I, I really did just gossip. Um, I think that the best thing we can do is to ask for forgiveness quickly. And don't let it linger, but go, go talk to that person that you just gossiped to and, and ask for their forgiveness of, Hey, I'm sorry that I said that I shouldn't have said this about this person. And now I've brought you into it. And so I'm sorry that I said that and I shouldn't have, um, and ask for forgiveness from them. Um, I think that's, that's probably one of the best things that we can do is just, is to just right our wrongs in, in that sense. 
Yeah. And also, like just the topic of forgiveness, I think it's important for us to just confess it to God and go, God, I blew it again. I'm so sorry. And will you forgive me and help me to grow in this area? I think that's, we need to be quick to confess our sins um, to the Lord. But Sam, do you think, is there ever a time, and Adrian, feel free to join in on this too, is there ever a time that you need to go to that person um, that maybe you're gossiping about and say something? Yeah, that's a good question. I think that yeah, you, you, you ask yourself the question of why did I just gossip about this person? Was it because I have this like built up bitterness in my heart towards this person? And so now I'm like, it brings me joy to talk bad about this person. Then I think that's a situation where, yeah, you should go to that person and, and approach that, um, in a loving and respectful way of just like, Hey, can we talk about these things? Like, you know, it, whether it's a past conflict or hurt or something, um, and just resolve it in that way and asking for, you know, any forgiveness there that's needed. Um, just resolving that conflict might answer why you're gossiping about that person in the first place. So I think that's one situation definitely that you could go to the person that you gossiped about. Yeah. And if you do that, I, I, I would just from my experience and, um, I just, I, I don't think it's good to like approach someone and go, Hey, I've been gossiping about you. Um, because I think that puts people on the defensive, but to, um, but to approach it like, you know, I really care about our friendship and I just, I sense there's just something kind of between us. Could we talk about that? Because I really care about you and I care about our friendship and that invites people in and it doesn't make them defensive. But if you come and you say, man, I just have been bitter toward you or, you know, I've been, I found myself gossiping about you and I need to forget, you know, ask your forgiveness that puts people on the defensive and you'll, you'll reach reconciliation a lot quicker. I think if you invite them in and, you know, it's like, Hey, you know, I want to get this resolved cause I care. Yeah. Coming at more of like an approachable playing yeah. field. That's just my opinion. Um, but yeah, those are great. Those are great. Um, okay. I, um, a woman who was mentoring me years ago, she talked about some word gates. And Sam, you had mentioned that you have kind of a filter system that you use with your words. Would you share that with us? Yeah. Yeah. And I actually um, had this, I had learned this from, from someone else a few years ago too. So I can't even claim that as my own, but it has been really helpful for me. Um, and it's just the, the word filters of, is it true? Is it nice? And is it necessary? Um, and so I can explain that a little bit, asking yourself those three questions of, first of all, is it true? You know, if someone came to me and was like, I heard Adrian's getting kicked out of G5. Ask, if I ask myself, is this true? Uh, and if I don't, if it's not straight from the source and there's a good chance that I don't even know if it's true. And so I think when we ask ourselves that, and, and if it's not true and we don't share it, we're avoiding half-truths, we're avoiding exaggerations, we're avoiding hearsay, which I think is probably the biggest one, um, because those things can easily skew the real truth. I mean, if you think about, you know, the game we played when we were younger, telephone, it's like someone would say something on one end and 10 people later, it's completely different. Uh, I think the same thing can happen with gossip um, and, and the truth getting skewed. And so first, first ask yourself, is it true? If it's not true, probably don't share it. Second of all um, is ask yourself, is it nice? This feels, you know, pretty self-explanatory, but 
ask yourself, is it nice to the person that you're talking about? Is it nice to the person you're talking to? Um, you know, if someone's like, Hey, Adrian's getting kicked out of GFI, even if it's true, it's probably not very nice. It's not very nice to Adrian. Um, it's probably not adding anything to the person who I'm telling to their life. Um, and so that's the second one. Is it true? And is it nice? And I think the third one is honestly the hardest for me. (laughs) That's like, is it necessary? Because in my head, I'm like, Oh, if it's true and it's nice, then probably doesn't matter if I share it. Um, but, but you ask yourself, is this beneficial to the person that you're telling? And if it's not, it, it might not be worth saying if it's not beneficial. Um, kind of like the verse you talked about earlier, Kim, um, in Ephesians of just that it would be beneficial in, in building others up. And so I think this one's hard. And this also made me think of, uh, Adrian, when you're talking about James of just like how hard it is to like, you know, control your tongue. And I, I read James and I get so convicted because I'm like, okay, I I think maybe I just talk too much. Like I just, sometimes I don't know when to shut up. And so I think in this third one of, is it necessary? um, It it kind of filters out like the unnecessary comments, even if it's true and it's nice, sometimes it's just not necessary. And so that's kind of the word filters I use of just like true, nice and necessary. And if it's not all three of those things, it's probably just not worth saying. Mm, that's good I'm putting that one in my back pocket to remember yeah those are good what a great lens yeah those are good well we have talked about a lot of things and I am so glad we have but let's try to recap we've talked a little bit about what gossip is we talked about gossip in disguise and how a lot of times even we as followers of Christ will kind of cloak gossip into hey we need to really pray for Sam, or we need to pray for Adrian. She's getting kicked out of G5, you know. Um, but, you know, we talked about gossip in disguise. Um, we talked about what God thinks of gossip, and we, lo- we talked about a few different verses. And one thing that we didn't mention was that, you know, God and his character, you know, he, 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 he always speaks the truth in love. But, you know, our enemy, Satan, is, um, is everything that we, we shouldn't like about gossip. You know, he's just, he is a villain and he uses his tongue to lie and hurt people. He's a deceiver. And so God doesn't want us to be like that. But when we start gossiping, we kind of, we show him, we, we reveal more of what our enemy is like than our, our true God. Does that make sense? Mm, yeah. yeah. So good. we didn't talk about that, but, um, Anyway, I don't want to. I don't want to reflect him. But let's see. What else did we talk about? We talked about why God doesn't want us to gossip. We talked about the struggle of gossip and why we want to gossip, and just how sometimes it's just like a, a crumble cookie. You know, it's a choice mor- morsel that tastes good. But we talked about that does damage to ourselves and to the people we're talking about and to the people who are listening. Um, we talked about some of the consequences of gossip and how it does really hurt other people and it hurts our character. And we talked about when we're in those situations, when we are gossiping on what to do, we can simply just flee. We can remove ourselves um, quietly from that conversation. We can even divert the conversation of, hey, Adrian's getting kicked out of G5. Oh, um, didn't know that. Do you guys want to go to dinner? You can divert the conversation that way. We also talked about defending the absent party of, hey, I don't think Adrian would like it if we talked about her in that way. And so I think those are really key things to remember because we will 
the side of heaven, we will always find ourselves in situations where there's gossip around us. And so I think it's important that we know how to respond. And then lastly, we talked about, man, if we have gossiped, what do we do? And so thanks, Sam, for giving that those tips in our back pocket on what to do, whether that's thinking about, is this true? Is this nice? And is it necessary? Yeah. I mean, there's so much content. This is so good, but here's some tips. You know, Sam, you mentioned, you know, if you're needing to process to avoid mentioning any names, to protect a person's identity, um, try to surround yourself with people who don't gossip, that you changed really quick when you got an environment where you were around people who didn't, um, gossip as much and to fight the urge to gossip, to memorize some scripture. And um, yeah, and then we just talked about what to do when you're in a situation and um, how to handle it. Lots to process. It's going to be one of those episodes <laughs> I'm going to listen to a couple times. I know. We might need to re-listen to it again. Um, one last thing. Is there anything that we didn't talk about that you just want to make sure you get in? You know, actually, the my last thought, you actually just touched on. I've just of that people are going to notice that you're different. Um, you know, if you, it made me think of like, imagine that your closest friends in whether you're in a sorority or on a college campus or in a workplace, whatever it is, they looked at you and your closest friends and was like, wow, like they are just unified and they have this like cohesiveness and togetherness and they're always building one another up. Like people will see like God through that. And I think that that's one of the coolest benefits of not gossiping is just that people will see God through that and just see that you are different. Um, I think that was one of the most like attractive things to me before I was a Christian, um, was just how like my friends that were Christians interact with one another, interacted with one another. And I was like, my friends do not do that. And so I Mm -hmm. wanted to be in a community and wanted to be friends with people that were like that, that I could, you know, trust to share hard things with that they weren't going to repeat that. And so I think it's a really cool way to display um, God in that and through your friends and whatnot. And so you kind of just touched on that. But I think that that's my favorite um, benefit, really, of, of choosing to avoid gossip. Sam, thanks so much for being with us today. We've talked about a lot of things and you just, I appreciate your authenticity and um, your willingness to just open up and talk about just your own struggle with it and just the things that you've learned. You've really helped us. Um, Adrian. Thanks for being here with me and for discussing this and for holding me accountable because we're around each other a lot. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And Logan, thank you so much for putting it together. We couldn't do it without you. And to our listeners, thank you for carving out some time to be with us today. And we hope that you will continue to grow and uh, in this area as we are. And we look forward to talking more because we have a lot to talk about. So see you next week. 